start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. What up? It's uh, 111. We almost forgot to check and see what episode it was. We should have just made you look like a fool. You should have, because I would have looked real dumb. Because I, I, I thought it was 109. Maybe we should just stop keeping track of numbers. It's just another episode. Yeah. <laughs> another this installment episode. of yes. the White Cat Outdoors podcast. That's what we'll do from now on. But I'm going to throw it right to you, Nick. Tom's also here. He's playing with... He's playing Sudoku. Tom, yeah, something. I think he's learning a new magic trick. No, just <laughs> pick a card, any card, anyone you please. Yeah. Uh, so Nick, we got we got some exciting news. Yeah, so I lay it on. I us. can't. I know we've said it, you know, all the past couple episodes. Tom's been telling you guys how, for just seventeen cents a day, you guys could get in on a mobile tree stand, five hundred dollar coupon, if you will, or voucher for yes. whatever setup you want, um, and. It's your own fault if you didn't get in because we told you about it. It was all over Instagram. Um, and the time has come. We've made a drawing. We just did the uh, Wheel of Fortune, if you will. Um, put everybody's names on the wheel. Um, the guys that paid 5 bucks a month, they're, or they're 17 cents a day, got in. That's one entry. And if you were paying 34 cents a day, that's actually two entries into it. So um, after we spun the wheel, um, we've got to give a congratulations to Ben Gordonier. Um, yeah, so congratulations to you. That's pretty sweet. I'm jealous. Very sweet. Um, I'm I'm also a Patreon member, but I didn't put myself <laughs> in the in the spin. Why not? <laughs> um, didn't really feel like it would be cool if I won. Wouldn't it. that be hilarious? <laughs> like, hey! We just posted on Instagram and Nick. Is congratulations the to the giveaway. <laughs> Probably a lot of people. You dropping should do out. it as a joke. That'd that way, be, people who don't real. listen to the podcast will be like, oh, "What the fuck?" Yeah, we should. That'd be wild. Um, so yeah, we are going to reach out to you probably to probably I'll reach out to you right after we record this. Yeah. Um, and we'll get that figured out. We're just going to send it over whatever you want. Um, I know actually the other thing we're talking about tonight is, uh, the great American outdoor show in Harrisburg. So there's a we'll lot of scope out. Some yeah. Stuff. There's all sorts of new gear that's getting released. So you may want to just hold on for, you know, another month till show season's over. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some big releases at ATA. And I know that there's some more coming at um, Great American Outdoor Show that, you know, wasn't quite ready. But so if you're actually Ben's way out of town, I think he's. Yeah, I don't think he's making it to Harrisburg. Yeah. If you do, good on you. But I doubt it. So I guess congratulations again on that. We will get a hold of you. And yeah, we appreciate you. We're going to jump into, like I said, Harrisburg. Frank and I are making the trip down there to go check out the booths. Um, I'm excited because, you know, last year got canceled due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a bunch of bull. Yeah, crazy. So I guess what are you interested in going to see at Harrisburg this year, Whitey? Uh, I'm obviously always going to be into the archery hall, all, all about – because I, I kind of want a new bow. I'm not – I don't hate my bow, but – You don't love you're it You're not either. in love with it. I'm not in love with it. I, I'm, I don't even want to talk about it, but 
Um, oh, I've had it? I've had some issues with it, and it's fixed. It works fine. It's but I just your don't... confidence is gone in it now. Yeah. It, not only that, I also want to look for a new release um, because I've started target panicking again, and it's driving me out of my mind. You say, well, yeah, we fixed this issue, or you fixed this issue last year with yeah. back tension. Yes, and now I have just gone right back to target panicking, and it's with oh, oh it's way worse, so bad. It's pathetic. It is disgusting. Me and Nick shot Winter League the other day, and I, I was. It hurt my so, eyes to watch. I was getting so mad at myself, and I was still shooting like halfway okay, not good. But, A lot of body shots, and <laughs> I was just go, driving myself insane, just because I can't. What's uh, I guess? For, Have you ever thought about just not having target panic? I've I've considered it a couple times. That's that sounds that's, way too easy. That's how I would go about it. Be yeah. like, I hate that I have target panic, so I'm just gonna not not do that, do that anymore. That's good thinking. But so, I I think what I'm gonna do, uh, I want to try getting an AccuBow and just practice, you know, with my eyes closed because I think my eyes are what is freaking me out with my target panic because my sight picture has always been with trap shooting see and shoot, you know, rip through your target. And I think that's what's my, that's what my problem is. So what I want to try to do is just take my eyes out of the equation with a, an Acubo and just focus on what my movements are in my hand. I don't care what my sight picture is. I don't, I don't want to think about any of that. I'm just going to worry about the slow, steady. So, Hear me what? out on this. Have you ever thought about shooting instinctive? I honestly, I swear to God. Like, uh, I'm not trying to sound stupid. No, like, I'm it being... doesn't sound stupid at all because I swear, I'm, I think it was two or three days ago, I was looking at uh, recurves. I, I want to buy a recurve. You can shoot a compound instantly. I know, but I was just thinking about it because it would be cool to have a recurve. Yeah. But I was thinking, I was like, you know, I can't target panic if I just release as soon as I get it full draw with a recurve. So. Yeah. What, what was it with your back tension that you feel fixed at the first time? I th honestly think it was just the fact that I had never used one before, so my brain was just like, "How does hey, this, this is new function?" And, and so it slowed me way down. And I've almost thought about, distracted you, maybe. Yeah. So I thought about switching to like how there's thumb releases that have that are like the same shape as my back tension. Uh huh. I thought about doing that, but then I'm like, "Well, I'm not really fixing my problem. I'm." disguising it for a while and i feel like it would just which come... is what you pretty much did the first time exactly what you're finding out now yeah so i don't want to just disguise the problem by introducing something new so it'll come back later i want to fix it i need to change how my brain is working to fix that so i'm gonna look at some releases just because while i'm at uh while we're in harrisburg and i might get a back tension with a safety on it just so I can't panic and pull real quick. Um, yeah, because you did that once or twice. You just mm -hmm. like, yeah, just wasn't. Actually, even I had ready. an oops too. I don't know what happened. But I don't think that was you. I feel like that was. I don't, I don't even know. Maybe I think your arrow wasn't knocked all the way. Something. Out. Yeah, my last shot just went like it felt weird, and it hit like a foot and a half left, yeah, like was, out of nowhere. Was like I was, weird. I was actually shooting really well, mm -hmm. and just out of nowhere, it was just like bam. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what I plan on doing. I want to just look at bows, a release, and Dad and I are talking about doing a hunt this fall or next fall sometime, you know, winter. Don't know when exactly. Don't know what we're going to go for. So I'll just wander around the Outfitters Hall and see what I see, grab some That's pamphlets. always fun. 
I mean, you can't go to Harrisburg or really like any outdoor show without getting like a shit ton of pamphlets from all the outfitters. So. Yeah, I like to collect. Even if, we, like, we should see how many we can get. Like, right. just go just to every walk single. I've got like a fat wad, and I just set them on the table before I start talking to them. It's a good idea. But yeah, just, I mean, even hunts that you have no desire to go on, you just you just take a pamphlet just to see. Yeah. Oh, African zebra how, hunt? Yeah, yeah, perfect. I'd love it. I'd Always love to wanted see how to. Much that <laughs> <laughs> I, my, I guess it was pretty f- interesting to watch. Like when I, we were sitting at the Alaska booth, um, people would be like, "Oh, you know," like they'd ask how much it is, and they'd look through the pamphlet, they'd see the price, and they're just like, mm, "We're done here." Set the pamphlet down, and just keep on walking. Like that's that, how it stopped lot... the conversation so fast. Like they didn't yeah. like it was like they knew they wanted to do it, and then realized like it's kind of out of my price range. So I don't even want to know any more information. At like twenty thousand dollars, if yeah. you want a fully guided one, yeah, yeah, you can do it cheaper with DIY stuff. But uh, before we get too far on that, I did want to ask. Is there, I, I know you're not, like, you don't care about brands for bows and stuff. Do you have any that you're kind of looking at or interested in based on what's on the market right now? I think he I, told me he was kind of looking towards a prime. He knows a guy that shot two nine points this past bow season. That's what he shoots. So I think that's kind of what Frank was leaning towards. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm actually, that's my, the bottom of the list. Like, if every other bow manufacturer were to blow up and all of their bows are destroyed and you I You would just shoot a crossbow? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, you put you, them below Matthews. No, Tom, come on, get, get with the program here. I'm not a Matthews guy, but no, I don't mind. I like your bow. You have a nice bow. It is a nice bow. Um, but I wouldn't want that bow. It's too long for me. But, it, it, they're huge, but they do make nice bows. Um, but no, I honestly, I just had the thought the other day after we shot because I was just looking at my bow, getting Disgusted. pissed off and ready to throw it out the window. I was too because it's just you're looking at the primes on the wall. No. So, do you have any? No, I haven't okay. done any looking into it. I think the it. best I'm way. I'm probably going to get away. I've shot Martins my whole life. I'm probably going to not get a Martin. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I think the best way to do it is the way I did it and my dad um, going and shooting, you know, three or four different mm-hmm. brands of bows or even or even just different sizes. Like, yeah. shoot a few different bows and just see what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I fell into a Matthews again because I th- honestly, I think what happens, I shot a Matthews for so long, tried moving away and it just never felt like mm-hmm. Matthews. And then I went back and I was like, just felt like home again. Yeah. I think that's what happened to me. Like there was nothing wrong with the Hoyt and the prime and the bear that I shot. They all, I mean, all of the new bows anymore are just good. Yeah. They're good bows. Um, I think it was just being familiar with, the draw cycle on a Matthews mm-hmm. is what brought me back. And it was the shortest axle to axle that they had. Mm-hmm. That was, I think probably might've been number one for me. It was just, I wanted something very compact. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm probably looking to like Hoyts. Uh, I'll probably look at a prime, um, elite. Probably I'll look into elites. I'm not, I don't want a Matthews. I've never been into Matthews. Uh, I don't know. My dad loves Elite. He's yeah. He that's well. He that's what he bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna probably shy away from Martin this time. I mean, I'm I'm gonna shoot the new Martins just to see. Um, they but. actually, you might. I'm pretty sure you can shoot a lot of new bows at mm-hmm. Harrisburg. Yeah, see, we could spend some time shooting some new bows. Um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna look into that. So that that's what I have in mind for Harrisburg. I want to look at bows, maybe release. Because Lancaster is always there, so yeah, they usually they have, have everything. A pretty big. They have uh, table. like the archery hall is like half the one Lancaster. Whole row is <laughs> Lancaster. <laughs> yeah, they do kind of take over over there. Yeah, um, 
I'm really not. I mean, there's. I'm kind of interested in seeing that point seven five from Lone Wolf. Yeah. Um, they are there. I, yeah, I Lone Wolf's going to be there. XOP will be there. Tethered. Um, I think Trophy Line will be there. Um, Whitetail Adrenaline's always a cool booth. Yeah, they do. Um, have they just, cool stuff. just have videos. It's just all video. All yeah, I mean that's all they are is video, like hunting show. Um, but they're I always like their booth. Mm-hmm. Um, out on a limb's going to be there. I like his stuff. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's the biggest outdoor uh, show in the world, so yeah. there's there's plenty to look at. Yeah, also, um, I just found out today or yesterday, um, our buddy Hunter Klobuchar is going to have a booth down there at Fish Gods. Oh, yeah? That's yep, right, cool. Right we'll by the, swing by Yeah, right place. by the trout tank. Nice. So he actually got a pretty good location because yeah. he's like, oh, you know how they have like a whole wing for fishing? Mm-hmm. And he's right by the trout tank, so he's going to get a lot of oh, traffic yeah, there. for sure. Uh, and, I mean, you get traffic everywhere, but like the trout pond is definitely one of the highlights mm-hmm. Yeah, for um, sure. For the fishing hall. Yeah, anyone that shows up with kids will be by that booth. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure he'll be he, – I'm sure he'll be selling quite a few um, mm-hmm. of the Clean Earth bags. Yeah, so, those things are sweet. Yeah, and uh, they'll have some new merch and stuff there. Yeah, so if you're down there in Harrisburg, go check them out. Yeah. I'm trying to uh, – there's not really else – or anything else I'm interested in right now. I mean, I always enjoy looking at the so – uh, You're always way into gear. Oh, another thing I want to try to find – I want to buy wool – um I, and i don't honestly marina wool uh silent predator has a booth i was there gonna usually. say i, I think that they're usually there silent so. predators there um i want to get bibs so and i can never find because I, I would totally buy like you go on ebay all the time i would yeah. buy used king of the mountain or sleeping indian or Sitka. silent predator anything like that that's not wool but um oh. the, i've never seen somebody selling stuff my size it's always it's always like, a I'm, triple I'm, xl like I who always, are these people double x i feel like is the most common size like one x or two x is like very common and that's yeah. why i lucked out was mm-hmm. i got i found an xl coat vest and um bibs for like one a guy basically had a full set and he was selling it mm-hmm. and so i ended up hooking myself up with that but i mean well and a guy that i go to alaska with he is outfitted he has like four different sets of king gear that he got for you know like a quarter of the price that it costs and he's yeah, like yeah you I, should go on there i'm like yeah i go on there all the time but i think nobody i paid is... for my full setup was maybe 400 bucks and yeah, just, just the vest insul- is 400 yeah it's, like, it's ridiculous and yeah. but, you know clothing doesn't hold value whatsoever once you buy it it's mm-hmm. um the only weird thing with Se- silent predator um is it's made to order yeah like, specifically. it takes like six eight weeks to get yeah it. so like for me i mean i ordered it and it showed up right away because mm-hmm. somebody else had purchased it first yeah, but if but, you buy it new you have to send them all of your measurements and they yeah. make that garment specifically for you yeah so like the only problem i ran into is like the everything fits good around like the chest and waist and everything but then like they're super long so i just roll them yeah. up but when you pay a fraction of the price for them I'll mm-hmm. roll up some bibs any day. I yeah. should find a tailor and I told I know a girl that yeah you that, told me and then you said yeah. I know a lady that does tailoring and then never yeah, well, never give me any more info. Yeah, on well, it. there's a story behind it, but <laughs> we'll, I'll tell you about for it. another podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I I always enjoy gear. I'm really not interested. Like I'm pretty content with what I've got, so I really don't plan on buying any more gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're just a gear nut. Yeah, so I just I'm like sure seeing the new stuff yeah. and. Um, that's really, I mean, it for me. I always like talking to the outfitters mm-hmm. and seeing yeah, the big just bucks. Yeah, cool to talk to those people. Um, yeah, the taxidermy is always really cool. You know, mm-hmm. somehow I missed a 
half of a giraffe one time. <laughs> yeah, you never know what you're gonna find. I wonder if there. that um, that new. Uh, I guess it's the number two typical. I wonder if that'll be there. Did you see that there was a new typical? I did see that, I, but um, just it was like just under. It was like maybe yeah. two eleven. Yeah. I think uh, it just knocked the Jordan Buck out of the number two place mm-hmm. after how long that's been there. Mm-hmm. Is the mount um, done? I didn't even see if the mount was done. I, I heard about the animal. I, it getting would have killed, to be but... because I mean it, it's past its green and every. I, I would yeah. imagine it's probably done. Mm-hmm. And somebody I'm sure will pay a lot of money to have that at their booth. Oh God, yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess one other thing I wanted to talk about, totally off topic of this, um, but before we wrap it up and before I forget, um, we mentioned it back, uh, I guess it would have been like over the summertime. Um, Kevin Vissison over at Deer Hunter Podcast was doing that um, project on the Rumpala buck. Yeah, that was um, before archery season. Yeah, it was, yeah. That. So he wow, just. That does not seem like that long ago. I know, it's crazy. Well, I kind of forgot about it because like he had like four episodes on it and then it like kind of dissipated off during hunting season well he just did the final installment of it um after like or probably like maybe two weeks ago now mm-hmm. um and after listening to i think all five projects like i am i have changed i am i do you not believe no i'm a non-believer now so I, I was always a non-believer and see, you were always on the fence yeah i wanted so badly to believe it was real mm-hmm. um after listening to everything he has to say all the facts the people he brought on that personally knew mitch or had some sort of um good value or something they're, they're to reputable it. yeah reputable people um i 100 percent believe that that is a fabricated story so boy. and i think anyone listening to it it would you'd have a hard time believing it after mm-hmm. listening to it with an open mind yeah because I more than anybody wanted that to be. I know because you and I, when we first started talking about it, I was always like, "No, that's a bunch of bull crap." Yeah, like it, but you really had nothing to back that to. You just, you know, you, just the stories that were, you know, a surface most the popular inter- stories, I yeah. guess. Um, um, but but he then, like is the first person to like actually go in depth and talk it. to people that were there. Yeah, exactly. And that, there was people that you know supposedly had their hands on it and photos mm-hmm. of the deer, like. There was so much involved, and you yeah. know, I held on to believing it was real as long as I possibly could. Even after the first couple episodes, you were like really starting to lean towards no, it's a hundred percent real. Yeah, and because I, Mitch did a or uh, Kevin did a really good job of like he kept very unbiased, and you mm-hmm. really didn't know which way he'd lean until this final episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but just after everything, it was just, to me, there's absolutely... Put the story to bed. Yeah, it's absolutely... And if you listen along, and he even uh, has like photos you can look at while he's going through it, you're crazy to believe that that deer's real. Just yeah. throwing that out there. So I encourage anybody that's interested in the Rumpala story, if you if you want to believe it's real, don't listen to it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> if you want to you continue... You want your dream to, smashed. Yeah, if, you, yeah, if you're not looking to have your dreams crushed on a Tuesday, um, don't listen to it, but I would recommend anybody check it out because it is pretty interesting. And I believe it's honestly going to kill that story a little bit. You know, it's always had some mystery, but mm-hmm. Kevin's got quite the following and I, I do believe that it's going to help, um, maybe put that to rest. Yeah. Um, one of the big things I realized was it wasn't actually Milo Hansen that, um, had the like, court documents that said he can't mm-hmm. talk about it it was the guy that bought the rights to, to milo hansen's buck mm-hmm. um 
And there before Milo Hansen killed that buck, the guy that I don't remember his name, but um, Mitch or Kevin says his name. Um, that guy had a in Mitch Rapala had like hated each other. So it was there like was bad blood. Before there was bad blood before Milo Hansen. Yeah, exactly. There was bad blood before. Uh, it, and it just, I think what happened was, is like, he was, it was like a plot to try and mm-hmm. get at him and it blew out of proportion. Yeah. Like, I think it, cause it, that happened around like 98, which mm-hmm. was like when the internet started to become like really popular. Mm-hmm. And I think it just blew up more than anybody ever realized. And yeah, yeah. Just Definitely got, a very interesting story. Though. Yeah. It, it's worth a listen. Even if you are a non-believer, it's really worth a listen. Cause even it, if you're not a hunter, really, yeah. that's just a big story. Yeah, I mean, it's a giant buck. Um, but, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I hope you guys check it out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. If any of you guys are going to be down at Harrisburg, shoot us a message. Frank and I are going to be there midweek um, walking around and talking to different guys at booths, and we'll see how it goes. Um, other than that, I have, there's some guys out there starting to find some sheds. I envy you because we're under we're like, buried. Yeah, we're totally buried. Um, But if you're in an area where there isn't snow, I hope you guys are all getting outside.